Of course, the Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event is about exceptional offers, but it's also about the luxury of versatility and the freedom of a summer day coming together for you at the perfect moment. Lease the 2019 NX300 all-wheel drive for $369 a month for 36 months with $29.99 to a signing. Experience amazing at your Washington area Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer valid in the Lexus Eastern area only and in September 3rd, 2019. Welcome into the That Being Said podcast brought to you by Sant Sports. This is Sports on Tap and I'm your co-host of episode 545, Sammy Jorjur. And I'm George Jorjur and we're coming at you live, well, recorded and direct from the Sant Hub. Wednesday afternoon, Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday afternoon around uh, 2.45 Pacific time, just talking about game one of the NBA Finals, or game five of the NBA Finals. Sorry, we're both, we're getting our dates wrong, live or recorded wrong, all these different things. Um, uh, game five of the Finals, talked Kevin Durant's Achilles, what that means for free agency, mm-hmm. shakeup of the NBA, um, and, uh, and more. And, you know, we gave out our predictions for who's going to win game six, brief predictions. Exactly. Um, one of the... George, one of the most exciting games I've ever watched. Despite oh, it went not my way, but I know for you it was exciting. Yeah, but yeah, whether it went your way or not, I mean, can't argue. Fun basketball. Fun basketball. Um, make sure you guys go check us out at sontsports.com, S-O-N-T sports.com. For those that want to know, Sont stands for Sports on Tap. That's why you always hear us say that. It's just the abbreviation, but you can find us at sontsports.com. You can find all our social media there, and you can also find our podcast um, on at that being said pod on Instagram at pod that on Twitter. Um, also you can find this podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify Stitcher. and Stitcher. Well, I'm just random Stitcher. In there. I like, I just like, I like that word for some reason. Stitcher. Yeah. Um, so please enjoy. And, uh, we're going to have some intro music by Jacob West, um, JCB WST on all music platforms before the podcast starts. George, do you have anything to plug here? Uh, no, just enjoy. Just follow him on Instagram at ggeorgeur. I like that. You like that plug today? Thank you. Enjoy. I know, you know, we know why. I know, you know, we know why. You feeling my baseline, feeling my, feeling my baseline. You feeling my baseline, you feeling, you feeling my baseline. All right. Here we are the day after game, uh, game five of the NBA finals. Um, where do we start, George? We have Kevin Durant's Achilles, of course, is a big part of the news. The little comeback run that they made was obviously part of this. Um, there's a lot of different takes for this game. But where do you, where do you want to start? Yeah, man. Uh, well, man, this, this is hard. There's so many things you can take out of this game. You, I mean, and I'd like to separate it because a lot of times you start talking and you kind of get mixed in between the two, between the game and Kevin Durant's uh, injury. So I say let's start off with Kevin Durant's injury because I, I guess we can kind of go uh, for you know from what happened in that kind of happened in the beginning of a game, and then we'll talk about the end of the game later. Kevin Durant's injury is absolutely uh, – it's awful, man. Uh, we're still waiting results on the MRI as of right now. We, we'll probably hear something within the end of the day. And, I mean, if all indications are correct and all indications that you've been saying all along from, you know, just little – not that you're a doctor, but from where he's been icing his uh, calf, it, that, it's an Achilles injury. And It's not just me. It's like no, a million no, people are you, like, but yeah, but this you is said, obviously his Achilles. Yeah, but this is like something you – have been saying on the podcast since he got hurt and 
in the grand scheme of things, man, I mean, this is all right. So he's gonna now. If you're a New York Knicks fan, you're probably like, oh, "What the fuck? I, we can't catch a break. We didn't get the number one pick. We uh, we're gonna miss out on Durant now because he's probably gonna end up picking up that one year option at Golden State." Or Golden State's going to do him a huge favor and tell him, hey, we'll just give you a max from now. Sorry about your Achilles and sorry for rushing you back. There's a lot to – I don't even know where to – like it's almost speechless, right? Like has, you've been watching sports for a long time. Has this ever happened where the one, maybe the best player in the league, depending on where you have him ranked, comes back for the finals and gets hurt even more? Well, not even comes back for the finals, but just in general, we've never really seen like – the star of a championship tears ACL or like broke his collarbone. We saw it with the Chicago Bulls and Derrick Rose when he tore his ACL and they were in the number one seed in the first round. First round. I'm yeah. saying NBA finals. Uh, we've seen a lot of playoff injuries. Right. I mean, we saw, I think it was Russell Westbrook that tore his meniscus when Beverly ran into him that one time. Yes, we've yes, seen, that's true. Uh, I forgot about that one. And we've had Kevin Durant dealing with his Jones fractures. We've had, uh, Steph Curry, the groin injury, missed some time in playoffs. We've seen a lot of playoff injuries. Um, but we've really never had a finals where the best player, uh, the closest thing is, the closest we've ever had was Kyrie Irving tearing his ACL in the first game of the NBA Finals. Right. Um, so I think he played a quarter or two. Yeah, he did. But the thing with that was he was kind of – had a really bad knee all along. Yeah, and he was. Didn't he just come back from injury before that happened too? No, he. I or, think he actually was or, or playing throughout, throughout the, the year. He was. Yeah. Yeah. I, the difference of Durant is, which we've never seen, like you said too, is he showed up in the middle of the finals and kind of fought his way back, and then has an injury that has ended a lot of people's careers and or declined their careers really yeah, badly. So sad. And it is really sad. Um, I think him and Kyrie are probably the only two I can remember where it's been somebody that's considered like a superstar in the finals has a season-ending injury like that bad. 100%. And, you know, uh, it's kind of reminded me of the Willis Reed game, right? Willis Reed came back from the New York Knicks. I was, you know, not born. (laughs) You know, we all the 70s. In the 70s. But imagine if the Willis Reed game ended with Willis Reed getting injured in the first quarter and then leaving. Like, it's just crazy. Um I I mean I'm gonna be I'm gonna type it right now on Google here in a second while you make your you know after I ask you a question and I'm gonna see if there's it's ever happened before like notable NBA finals or baseball or football like none I guess the yeah I can't think of any but what do you think this means for Durant like I gave here's the options right he either opts out becomes a free agent if it's a torn according to so many people that's why I don't even know if we want to talk about the two options because yeah. according to Brian Windhorst they are not even considering the picking up the option and just sitting out. Like uh, he said, it sounds like crazy. Durant yeah, isn't? They're oh, not wow. considering just picking up the option. He's either going to sign, you know, long-term with not long-term, but from what Brian Winterhorst said last night, I listened to their like post game pod and he's probably one of the most reliable guys. Yeah, absolutely. He said, I know it sounds crazy, but rich Kleiman is pretty insistent on the fact that like, they're not just going to pick up this one year and wait till free agency next year. Yeah. I, I'm surprised by that. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what he says. Yeah. But I, obviously, I would think that option is a good option. Um, I think he's going to stay in Golden State, shockingly. Same, same here. Um, I think he he's not going to go to a situation now, especially, where... And I don't know if some teams might not want him to. And this is not... Everyone wants Kevin Durant. Don't get me wrong. But you're like the, you're the New York Knicks. 
it's going to be a weird situation now trying to get a Kyrie and a Kevin Durant with a Kevin Durant that might has a, have a ruptured Achilles. He's not even going to play till maybe the entire next season after. It becomes a weird free agency situation. And do you ever – I mean, okay, if you're the Knicks, though, yeah, I guess with their franchise and the way things have gone for them throughout the years, they probably will, would take the chance. Oh, they'd, they'd give them a max. Yeah, yeah, they'd give them a max. But, like, at the same time, though, man, like, like you said, why – like – First of all, we don't know if Kevin. Uh, hopefully, I mean, from all indications, like I don't like to jump the gun. It is a ruptured Achilles. We haven't seen that many people come back after the age of thirty from a ruptured Achilles and ever be the same. Yeah, I mean, be the same is the right word. We've seen them be all right. Yeah, um, never the same. And okay, so I mean, I have, like you said, I we have, have to have, break this down like piece by piece because yeah. this is a tough. But I do have a big picture point here. Okay. And my big picture point is Kevin Durant. We've kind of Kevin Durant's always been in this little bit, and I, I want to take your opinion on this a little bit of a no man land. Like he's kind of, it's kind of felt like he was finally about to get into that point where he's the best player in the NBA. He had like, oh, he's not better than Kobe. Oh, he's not better than LeBron. Oh, he's not. He's always been like that second or third considered. It never was like the NBA's throne for Kevin Durant. I think it's always been just LeBron. Because you think about it, 2012 is when he started. Right, but you had that year where people thought it might be Steph. Like, I'm just saying he's yeah. never he's never actually. No, but you like, said Kobe, so I, I don't think he yeah, wasn't really Yeah, I guess, the Kobe I guess him and Kobe didn't exactly yeah. overlap. But at the end of it, it's it kind of felt like if this was Kevin Durant's chance to catch, I mean, Game of Thrones, to sit on the Iron Throne as I'm the best motherfucking player in the world, and I don't think Kevin Durant will ever have that like undisputed best player in the world <laughs> label if it's a ruptured Achilles. I mean, this was it. Yeah. I don't think he was going to have it anyways. Even, and oh, there's only fair. one reason. It's because, and this is not, I have so many positive things to say about the Warriors. Thing, I know. Right? So don't, don't, I don't want this to be the, the classic, just trying to bash on the Warriors thing. Yeah, it's not, today's not the day for it. No, because <laughs> I actually have so many positive things yeah. to say about the Warriors. But I will mention the fact that the reason he's never was going to be that bona fide number one player is because he joined the Warriors. Okay. And that's, that was his choice. Mm-hmm. That was, and that took sacrifice by him. That took sacrifice by Steph Curry. Right. It took sacrifice by everyone on the team. But there was no possible way. I, I truly don't believe there was a possible way for him to be on a team with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and be considered the best player in the, in the world by the majority of the population. The only way I think I, I do agree with you, other than the fact that if he came back here with the three, and won three straight games and won NBA Finals MVP, people might have got over it. You know what I would have said? What's that? He joined Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green coming off an injury, which to me, it would be completely different if um, if Kawhi Leonard was hurt on the Raptors, right? Yeah. Would they maybe not even be a playoff team? Or maybe be like a seventh seed? They'd probably be a seventh seed. Yeah. Good, well coached, we saw I this guess. Warriors team without Durant finish off the Rockets, who are maybe the second or third best team in the NBA, sweep the Blazers, mm-hmm. And I know they're down 3-1, but they got a game against mm-hmm. the – and the, one of the reasons they're down 3-1 also is we've also had injuries to Boogie, who sucks for some reason, yeah. and Clay Thompson, who missed the game. It wasn't just Kevin Durant being out that makes them down 3-1. Um, I just think he, he was never going to get to that point where he's the best player in the NBA because there was also guys – and he has been in that awkward stage. Now that LeBron's fading, Kawhi Leonard's younger than him and kind of – taking part of that throne. Yep. Giannis is going to ellipse that soon too. And so he was just kind of in a weird spot age-wise also that we think Kevin Rand's super young, but he's also like 
30. Yeah, he's also not that young. <laughs> yeah, basketball-wise, he's not that young. Um, yeah, um, no, fair enough. I mean, yeah, but to the point, to the point, though, I mean, I guess we'll wait and see if he's actually out for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I mean, after the rest of next season with a ruptured Achilles. But like we said, most indications are saying yes. And it, it just sucks, man. Like, it's one of those things when it happens, you're almost speechless. That's how I feel I feel right now yeah. about it. I'm speechless. I have no – I honestly don't have an opinion. Like, there's no what, – what opinion can you really come and have that about his Achilles? It sucks. Uh, I mean, I have a couple opinions, What's which that? is he shouldn't have been out there yesterday. And right, that's, okay, not, that's true. not in a com- – in a competitive way, yeah, I actually really respect. Obviously, if his Achilles ruptured yesterday, I think it, it, I think he made it clear all along this was an Achilles problem, or it was something that was his calf that leads down to his Achilles. It's something that probably made him should have been out, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, but I'm not gonna um, hate on the heart of a champion for coming back and trying to lead his team, right? That's I'm not saying it in the sense that. Like, oh, he shouldn't have come back because, you know, that wasn't the cool move. No, it was the right. It was the right move. That was the right move, but it was the wrong move. Kind of, right? Like, it was the right move in theory because, oh, I'm playing for my team. Teamwork, but. Business-wise, it was the wrong move. Right. And, like, does he know, like, uh, at the end of the day, who knows the actual information? Does he know how hurt he was? Does he know he could tear his Achilles? Did he not listen to doctors? Like, you know, some reports said that he only surrounded himself with people that would tell him he could play. Um, were his teammates pressuring him? Was he pressuring himself? Was the meat like he's the type of dude that listens? You know, like he has rabbit ears. Kevin Durant, unfortunately, as much as I love Kevin Durant, and I think he's ridiculous for this. Sometimes he listens to what the media says when the media was probably questioning. Oh, some of the Durant's warrior teammates were wondering why he wasn't playing. Well, now we know why he wasn't playing. Like. And now we know that they weren't actually wondering why I wasn't playing. Yeah. If you listened to them last night, they were not wondering at all. They were actually like, holy shit. We weren't, like, we weren't wondering if he had heart or not. Like, exactly. You like, could tell that was clear. Um, the point is, like we've always talked about, about this entire Kevin Durant listens. He obviously listens. I mean, you could tell by the look on Steph Curry's face especially, right? Mm-hmm. You could tell that he knew how he probably knew that Durant shouldn't have played and probably part of the reason that he did play because was because he really cares about what people think. And that's where it all gets really interesting to me because if Kevin Durant didn't really care about what the media is saying or care about what people consider his legacy, I don't think he would, he would have actually played because he knows business wise. It's not the right move. And if you, mm-hmm. people say, well, he loves basketball. He loves hooping. If he loves basketball, he'd probably say, like, if I go out there, I might end my career here. You know, not not literally, but I might end my prime. So would the right move actually be to sit out or to go back in if you love basketball? And I think this was more about him understanding the narrative of everyone, right. understanding that people say he doesn't want to play, understanding that his legacy is on the line for some reason. Yeah, and I'm like one of those guys. I mean, I did, I did just say that. But at the same time, like he's a guy. I'm a guy. You're a guy. How many times have you felt a little pain in some area, and your teammates are playing basketball when you're younger, and you're like, oh, I can play today. That like, at the end of the day, sometimes guys are just guys, and we try to fight through shit we shouldn't fight through. Yeah, but if I'm making a lot of money, because my job, I feel like 
it could, it's hard, man. It's hard. I know for basketball players, I'm sure it's really hard to separate the yeah. fact that your job is your hobby and you I still like to just play basketball. I agree with that. So here's the thing with torn Achilles, right? And then let's move on about yeah. this because like prayers not up. much to say. Yeah. yeah, hopefully it's fine. It's been a crazy move. Uh, let's talk about free agency for a second, but I want to mention the Achilles. So I'm just going to go from 2007. NBA players, notable players, to tear the, their Achilles. Mm-hmm. Elton Brand in 2007 never was the same. Missed 243 days of basketball. Okay. Um, Chauncey Billups, 2012. That was, I think, his Denver years. Yep. That ended his career pretty much. 296 days away from basketball. Kobe Bryant, 2013, pretty much ended his career. 240 days away from basketball. Wesley Matthews, 2015. He's been a nobody since on Dallas. He's had okay games. He had okay games. But he wasn't even notable. He shouldn't even be on this list. Rudy Gay in 2017, who has actually been okay, but he also shouldn't be on this list. Yeah. um, Because he was never a super-duper star. And DeMarcus Cousins, who missed 357 days between games, um, who unfortunately doesn't actually look good either. Yeah, I mean, he looked good last night. I mean, let's just we'll get. To, and he just doesn't look like he's in shape yet. So he, but looks, that, that looks, he looks like a big body on a yeah, basketball court. Yeah. He actually looks disastrous when we talk about athleticism, right? But he's never been the most athletic guy. So, and plus, I'm gonna let him give give him time to see what he can. He's the True. youngest, and he's also been the youngest on that list. Yeah, but he. He doesn't. He, he obviously is. The recovery's been harder than we thought. Oh, is yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, shoot. I guess at the end of the day, this is a bad injury. I don't know if. We'll, I hope. I hope I'm wrong, but it feels like when Derrick Rose got hurt, and sometimes you're never the same. You're never the same because a guy like him also has had multiple Jones fractures. Mm-hmm. Now this a calf injury, which turned into an Achilles injury, and it's a very skinny, dude. This guy's yeah. not a LeBron James motor type of no, guy. But not, that might actually be helpful, maybe less weight. I don't I, know. I don't know. I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. All I know is Achilles are bad. Yeah. Um last thing, you you think he's staying in Golden State? Now I I mean at least for a year. Like I, I know you say he's not gonna pick up that option, but I think like yeah, you know what? If Brian when Horse said that, I don't really honestly, yeah, he's smart. But guess what? Didn't have like forty. Didn't have a uh, you know three two months to think it over. They had like twenty five minutes probably after the game when Brian Windhorst heard that. So like yeah, let, let it sink in for a little bit, and then I think you know uh, as information changes and as time changes, their decision can change. Yeah, and it's gonna be I don't know. It's gonna be very interesting to see what happens. I. I have no idea. Me either. Um, I have no idea what he's going to do. If I were him, I'll tell you this, I would pick up that option, mm-hmm. stick it out one year. Maybe I come back in the middle of the playoffs next year with them and make a run. Yeah. And maybe, and if I wouldn't do that because imagine if you don't play good and you're not going to get that max the next year, I'm just out the whole season. Yeah, because then you're a 32-year-old Kevin Durant. Like, even if you're the Lakers, I'd honestly be like, I don't know if I want 32-year-old Durant coming off a of torn Achilles with 36-year-old LeBron. At that point, yeah. you're kind of just like, maybe we go a different direction. Dude, fuck. Achilles? If you, no, if you're oh. Adam Silver, <laughs> god damn, you're so fucking mad right now. This was supposed to be it, bro. This was supposed to be the offseason where the NBA is going to get all the parody. Everyone's moving around. Oh, my God. It's going to be crazy. Kevin Durant, where's he going? Kyrie, where's he going? Kawhi, where's he going? It looks like Kawhi's probably staying in Toronto. Kevin Durant's going to not play next year. And Kyrie Irving's going to Brooklyn. I mean, 
if the biggest change in the NBA, and Anthony Davis will get traded probably to the Lakers, that would be the biggest move. But if the biggest free agent move is Ky- is Kyrie Irving really on Brooklyn a landscape changer? Like in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, no, but yeah. who was going to be a landscape Durant person- and Kawhi. If they were to leave, but now like it looks like if both Kawhi, or if Durant went to somewhere in the West, probably not that big of a landscape. I think Golden State probably would still be the best team in the NBA. Yeah, but if he went to the Knicks, like people thought he would, and then Kawhi went to the Clippers, I mean, the whole NBA would have been a lot more different. Now we're gonna have. I think Durant is the most important piece of this all, though, because I think Kawhi in Toronto is actually much better for the NBA than the him being on the Clippers. Just having that Canadian football and having a team like this is a big deal. Yeah, for I, I could see NBA. that. I'm just saying, though, just like in change, like the offseason changes. I guess. That's fair. Just, yeah. But Kawhi's only been there for one year. Imagine he signed there last year in free agency. Durant's really the biggest piece, too, because the Warriors dynasty, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. that's that's the reality of it all. Um, yeah, let's get to that real quick. I mean, there's not much to say about the game, right? I mean, in general, other than, I mean, there's a lot to say about the game, but in general, like, it's going to be really hard to predict what happens next game. But I kind of want to talk about this game. I mean, th- this was... What game? The, the game you, we, you just kept saying game, game. No, no. I, 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 there's not... Like, it's hard to predict what happens next game, how the Warriors feel without Durant, what's the emotions, What are what's Toronto like now that they lo- lost their opportunity. But I want to actually talk about what happened in the last game because I think that was, especially the last five, six minutes of some of the best basketball we've seen in years. Yeah, this was... Um... Um, uh, this is we had another very clutch Clay Thompson moment. That three he hit yep. is reminiscent of Game Six at Oklahoma City when Clay Thompson saved their season um, mm-hmm. that year. Clay Thompson has that guy. I feel like has no feeling of what pressure is. No, he doesn't. And I, Steph Curry, which also very impressive last night. Um, I feel like feels pressure a little more. Maybe yeah. because he's the number one guy at these situations. Yeah, but and you can like, see Clay Thompson can just launch him in these situations, fading, crazy shots, ridiculousness, and nothing but net. Yeah, and I mean and to be fair to Steph and fair to criticizing Steph, it's a lot easier to make mistakes at the end of a game when you're the primary primary ball handler versus when you're Clay Thompson coming off screens. But like what the hell is Steph doing like with that Draymond like dribbling down and then the over and back and some people are trying to blame it on Draymond. That was Steph. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like that was more Steph's fault than Draymond's fault and if Steph didn't make that three-pointer to tie the game, we'd be talking about how bad Steph was in the end of a game. Yeah. But he did. But at the end of the day, he did make it. So I, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm still – okay, now I guess the one thing that the Durant injury really does tell me for the rest of the mm-hmm. series um, – actually, no, I'll say this. We'll talk about the next games after mm-hmm. this yeah. game. For this game, that was one of the most impressive endings to a game I've ever seen. Yeah. After Kawhi went off for, mm-hmm. what, like six or eight straight? Twelve straight. I thought it was over no matter what. They yeah. were up six with one minute left, I think. It was – they were up six with – like no, they called the timeout with three fifteen left up six. This is one of the most like it could, it it could go down as I'll take a, I'll say it like mm-hmm. that it could go down as one of the most important stretches like one minute stretches in the NBA finals history. Yeah, well, and, and, and that basketball history, yeah. NBA finals history is basketball history. Yeah, that's, that's the most important, most important game. <laughs> yeah. Just like the game five at Oracle for Cleveland 
the Cavaliers when LeBron and Kyrie were the first two ever to put up over 40 points, yeah. right? A duo in a final game. When they're down 3-1, this is in Toronto also, right? So on the road, you lose maybe the best player in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Two minutes in, you're also down six with one minute left and find a way to come back and win to send yourself to a game six at home. And if you win that game, which I think there's a very good chance, mm -hmm. you're going to a game seven, anything can happen. So that one minute stretch for the Warriors could be one of the Maybe one of the greater moments for Warriors history in basketball, history. in basketball history. And I was actually, I think we were both very, like we were glued to the TVs. Yeah. But one thing I haven't heard one, I mean, I, to be honest, like before doing this podcast, I haven't listened to much podcast today. Haven't listened to much reaction today. I don't want to like, I've listened a little bit of the Bill Simmons podcast, but I don't want to take, cause I didn't want to you know, get too many opinions and for my, I want to kind of inform my own here. The one thing, yes, as good, uh, as good as the Warriors were hitting a couple clutch shots, what really impressed me was the defense. I mean, they clamped down for that last 315. And I think the only field goal that the Raptors made was off a goaltending. I, I know we talk about their offense, we talk about how, prolific scoring they are and how they hit threes and how good the warriors are but really what what caught my eye was that prolific defense i mean they clamped down and they shut down Kawhi. they shut down the raptors that last possession they forced Kawhi, and people were like why Kawhi not shoot the ball because they forced him to pass it and what and no kyle lowry like you showed me the picture didn't airball the three he got blocked by draymond who was getting literally like pulled by the jersey from Pau Gasol, so he couldn't. Marcus, Marcus, all sorry, and like it was amazing. Like not only offensively did they hit every shot, but defensively they showed. Like that's why they were one of the best defensive teams in the league over the last five years. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really see it as that. I, I mean, prior to a one minute, prior to that one minute, three minutes stretch, fifteen seconds, one field goal. Yeah, but prior to that. We had Kawhi Leonard tear them up, right? Um, inside and out, like completely tear them up. I ended, I saw a lot of fatigue out of Kawhi mm -hmm. Leonard at one point. Also, um, I think his final field goal he airballed from fatigue, yep. like a pull up, pretty open. Just I remember airballed that. it. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of fatigue played a role. I'm not saying the Warriors didn't have great defense, but. I mean, more importantly than their defense is they were still down six with a minute left. So it was more about is, uh, the Clay saying, Thompson. You keep saying down six with a minute left. They're down six with three minutes and 15 seconds left. And then they held them to one field goal in that last 315. Yeah, down three with a minute left. Yeah, yeah. there you go. And then Clay hit that big shot and Steph hit that big shot. Without those two shots, it's a three-point game or a six-point game. It's yeah. probably over regardless of defense or not defense. I mean, they, both teams were kind of missing a lot of shots. If you go through that last three minutes, what? Uh, the last three minutes, Kyle Lowry made a layup, and Clay Thompson hit two threes, and Curry hit a three. Yeah, that's why I'm I, saying that, that, that's, that, you're making my point. But that, that's both teams were fatigued and yeah. not hitting anything. But so, I, I mean, that, that's why I was saying it just saying took two more. Clay Thompson three pointers. That put, if Clay didn't make those, the, the, we wouldn't the, be talking about their defense. That, you know yeah, what but I mean? that, that's my my point is it wasn't that they offensively came out in that last three minutes and just poured it on. They held the Raptors to. One field goal, and they hit a couple field goals. 
It wasn't like they came out and like three minutes is a lot of time of basketball. Yeah, I mean, like it was what one hundred three ninety seven, and the score ended up one hundred five one hundred six. Yeah, I mean they outscored them what it was ninety seven to one hundred three, so it ended up one hundred six to one hundred five. So it was a nine to two run. That's not like the three minutes craziest. Yeah, that's 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 kind of the point I'm trying to make. It was like. It wasn't like it was just a run in and oh they won like it was like literally like it was painful, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but for both teams, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, why yeah, I'm yeah. saying I think it's more of a fatigue thing because if you kind of just go through out, like Clay Thompson got hot with those two threes. Outside of that, everybody was missing shots, right? I mean yeah. that was like Kyle Lowry made a layup, Curry hit a three, Clay hit two threes. That was the last three minutes of the game. I don't know if that was lockdown defense or if that was. It could be both. Or if that was fatigue. It could be both, I mean, and it's hard to tell. Another one of them was, you know, DeMarcus Cousin had some bad uh, – he had his goaltending. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was the only defense. field goal for the uh, – Raptors was the goaltend. Yeah, well, I mean, it was going in. Yeah, yeah, it was goaltending for sure. So I just – and Clay Thompson's shots were – I just think both teams – it wouldn't have been shocking if one of those Clay threes didn't go in. We're just saying both teams had trouble scoring at this yeah. point, right? And I, I think there was a lot of fatigue. There was a lot of air balls. Um Marcus Saul missed the layup at the end there. You had the the Kawhi Leonard air ball. I just think it I mean, obviously statistically, yes, it's good D. They they held them to two points in the last three minutes, but I'm not saying it was like a defensive law. I didn't see like a, you know, uh Michael Jordan lockdown one on one type of defense. Yeah, I, by mean, I thought that last possession in that block by I mean Draymond was pretty impressive personally, but I mean, you don't have to agree with me on this. Yeah, a block like, is not locked. I mean, that's not, I, I'm saying I, there was no like, uh, you know what? Clay Thompson is going to lock down Kawhi Leonard for the last three minutes and then just like face. It wasn't like a boxing one on Curry. Remember that? Yeah, that was but, what but, I considered more of like a, well, they tried a lockdown. Actually, there was prolific yeah, lockdown I mean, defense. Anyway, I mean, we agree to disagree here. I think, the, I thought the defense was great. Anyway, the point is now what? Like for Toronto, is this gonna affect them? Like I think it does. I kind of because you made that thing. I feel like teams get tight at some point. And going back to Oracle, kind of like the you said with LeBron and the Cavs. That's my opinion. But well, I will see. But what, what I guess is this game just gonna mean like oh wow the the Durant game the Warriors came back one series over now and the Raptors are NBA champ. Like in the grand scheme of things, this game does, like that the Warriors won is really not that big of a deal if they win this lose the series. Correct. But if they win the series, it's a huge deal. Oh, of course. This game yeah. was the comeback. Yeah. They shouldn't have won this game. No, right? they shouldn't. They had no business winning this game when they were down six. And a lot of it was, I mean, Durant came out hot. That really helped them, obviously. Right? I don't know if they're going to be up most of the first half without Durant in there who came in shooting three for three. But haven't they have been most of these games. Even the games they've lost, they've kind of been up, right? Except game three they were down but game four they're up 17 points yeah but 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 that my point which is, is like the opposite of what the warriors do usually they are they start uh, slow and then yeah, yeah and but, then but my point for this game yeah. is durant came in hot and playing really well mm-hmm. and that obviously i think that was really important for this this game for them because getting a little bit of a lead for the whole first mm-hmm. half is actually is obviously important of right course. and Without Durant, I don't know if they're gonna. They would have had that that lead. I don't know who. Uh, we, we obviously don't know. You're gonna replace him with who? Demarcus Cousins, right? And that that makes a big difference. Which yeah, I mean, Demarcus Cousins, who was benched, ended up playing really good. Yeah, on offense, but defensively, he's just he's like, awful. Is it's it's painful. It's yeah. not awful. It's painful. Even offensively, outside of being in the paint, when he right. can get a rebound or you know 
right, right. block somebody out. It's not like he's having the greatest, you know, pick and rolls or no, anything. No, no, no. He looks um, painful to watch. Yeah, I, I think Toronto wins next game. And I, I don't know if I believe this because of how, like, uh, calm and collective they've been. Because if they, if for some reason, and this is obviously a, a what if scenario, if for some reason they, they're they're mentally in a good place still, I think they're going to be the better team and win because it's going to take a lot for the, this was a big emotional game for the Warriors. Number one, number two. Now we're going back to Steph's going to have to put up thirty shots, and so is Clay and Demarcus right. Cousin going to start. Andre Dallas kind of been non-existent still. Mm-hmm. A lot of the bench play and Looney's out again, right? They're the breakdown is starting again. Yeah, yeah, but, but one thing though, you gotta keep in mind, and I agree, there's a lot of injuries. But this is it. They they know now. There's no like in the back of their mind. Are we getting KD back? Is this gonna like fuck? We, this is it. <laughs> this is what these are. These are the cards we got. This ball. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm excited. I am, and I give them a lot of credit. They've they. This is kind of the moment for like a guy like Steph Curry, especially, right? I mean, at the end of the, this is his chance to win a Finals MVP now, mm-hmm. to show that you know what I am that great. And I know he loves Durant. He's probably not going out there being like, okay, it's my time. But right. there's part of him in his head that knows, like, all right, it's time for me to go get my Finals MVP. Just do this, win two straight, and be that guy. Because if he's not, well, what he shot ten for twenty three mm-hmm. last night. If he does that, the next two games they're probably losing one of those games. Yes. Well, I mean, unless unless someone else steps up ridiculously. Yeah. Okay. Well, I you're right. So I, here here's a better way to put it. If you have um, both him and Clay shooting nine for twenty one and ten for twenty three, which is not the worst. I mean, it's forty oh. something percent. But th- that's probably not going to cut it for them. They're going to need like uh, they're going to need one of those games where one of them shoots, you know, fifteen for thirty, shoots fifty percent, and nine of them are threes. They're I gonna, think. I think, and I could be wrong, Clay and Steph are going to have to combine to average 55. Yeah, last night they were at 57. Was was it 57? Yeah. Okay. I won them the game, and it took DeMarcus Cousins going for six for eight and having a good game. So, yeah, they're going to – and we saw it with LeBron and Kyrie. It took a – took one of those weird games where they were the first two ever to have 40 points each in a finals right. game and that's what kind of kept them going kept mm-hmm. them alive um now it's time for some heroics from one of those two guys i truly believe that toronto knows they let this one slip away oh yeah they know i, I see them winning this next game and that that could be a wishful thinking i i feel like every game the series has been very interesting right like a blowout you don't expect, a, a injury you don't expect, a comeback you don't expect. So who knows, really? Exactly. But I think Toronto's going to be like calm and collective, and uh, it's been very interesting. There's been a lot of road wins in this series, so yep. I see another one coming. Yeah, I, I, I personally feel like the Warriors win this game. I, I don't know what I'm going to like choose or what I'm going to think is going to happen for Game 7. If, if there is a Game <laughs> no, Yeah, if there's a Game 7, obviously. But I, what I mean by that is... I really believe that the Warriors win this game. Uh, I don't. I personally can't see them losing three games in a row in Oracle, in the playoffs. And then in Game Seven, anything can happen. Like if you tell me the Warriors lose Game Seven, I, I don't know. I, I want to see what, what, how they play Game Six before, and if they win Game Six, obviously before I kind of make a decision on what I think is going to happen in Game Seven. Yeah, I think the hard thing with Game Seven is like there's so many different scenarios. 
do this, the Warriors see this more as pressure, or like, or do they see this more as like? Do the Warriors go and blow the Raptors out of the house in Oracle and have like super momentum coming into Game Seven? Like, there's things like that. I would be absolutely shocked if they blew them out. Me too. I'm just saying they're not I, I, deep just, enough to blow anybody out, right? I, I, I'm just giving a uh, what you call it. This, you said scenarios. That's like yeah. I'm saying. I mean, but they, they couldn't even blow out the Clippers at Oracle. They, they were having trouble. Yeah, but so, it I happens. Mean, like sometimes teams lay with the egg. Ring. I know, but this is not. I, no, no, I'm I don't not saying it's either team laying egg. I'm, but I was talking about more emotionally, not just like, it, regardless of the game. I'm saying regardless of what happens, game six, the Warriors win. Let's say whatever. Will the Warriors see this game seven more as the three-one comeback pressure, or are they going to be loose because they've been there, right? Or is Toronto going to be cool, calm, and collective after Who losing knows? two in a row, or are they going to be like? Hey, oh, it's or, at home. Or, it's, or are they both just loose and they're just playing basketball, right? So I don't know because you know, we've seen. Or Ste- they both feel pressure. As I'm giving Steph Curry a lot of credit today because mm-hmm. the last couple times Durant has gotten hurt in a series this year mm-hmm. against Houston and against uh, the Raptors here, mm-hmm. he has stepped up and found a way to win yeah. a couple times here, right? And so I'm going to give him a lot of credit, but we've also seen him in big moments in the finals without Durant. Mm-hmm not necessarily come through in a game seven or a couple other times. So I'm interested to see. And I think that's going to be, he's going to be the main factor. I mean, I think it sounds stupid because obviously he's the best player on the Warriors, but Steph Curry is going to make the whole entire difference. Forget how Kawhi plays. We know what Kawhi is going to do. He's going to put up his 32, 33, but Kawhi's not going to put up a 50 point game. Probably probably not. He's probably going to put up his 32 and some, he's got really good contribution contributions from the bench. Um, and you know the Warriors, you can have a good clay game, a good green game, whoever. It's all going to come down. Is, is Steph going to put up you know, 30 or more, yeah. or is he not? And that's exactly. going to be the key factor because they're not deep enough to not have him do that right it, now. It, and that's going to be the factor. And the last thing I want to say before we end this, um, I agree with you on that completely. If the Warriors win the NBA championship, I, I, this is not, I'm not trying to make a hyperbolic uh, statement here, but I think it's the most impressive uh, playoff run in history, playoff run or like the finals, like play win. just like from the moment Kevin Durant got hurt in Houston and they won that series, and then he comes back and they're down three one and they win the game without him and they win three straight and they win the NBA champion. It, I'm saying if there's a, this still hasn't happened. If it does happen, I'm gonna put it as the most yeah impressive. like post first round, it's the greatest run we've seen. Yeah, His first round was very unimpressive for some reason. Yeah. With, with Durant, they lost two games to the Clippers, but post the minute Durant got hurt the first time, it's been the most impressive run. Right, because you would think the Rockets were probably going to have a great chance of winning that yeah. series. And then you'd think Portland's going to compete. They get swept. Yeah. And you think 3-1, Durant coming back, like Durant's going to lead them back. But all of a sudden, Terry's hurt again. Like, yeah. Yeah, if they do, I, I'm going to I'm gonna chalk it down as the most impressive playoff run in history of the NBA. Yeah. Or I mean, the one I've seen. Yeah, I mean, that's not. I don't think yeah. that's a very like big take. Cause, uh, the Cavaliers coming back down 3-1. Was the Cavaliers didn't lose their best player. Okay. Fair, <laughs> uh, like twice. Yeah, you know. So that's true. Because if the if the, listen, if LeBron got hurt, he, any of those no, series? no, even the series without Love and Kyrie, he almost won that series. That was one of the most impressive I've ever seen. But he's still the best player on the team. Yeah. See, the thing is, the complicated thing about the Warriors. Okay, obviously it's complicated. Is the fact that is Steph Curry the best player or is Kevin Durant? I know I think, Kevin Durant's better, maybe, but like. Who's the best player on the team? It's close. I like I, you can make an argument for both. LeBron that's my versus point. Kyrie, you can't. Exactly. That's why. 
but that that to my point is why I agree with you. It will be the most impressive run, but at the same time, like I sometimes don't know how to gauge how impressive it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kevin Durant goes out, right? Okay, but maybe Steph Curry's the best player, and maybe. then I'm like, maybe Clay Thompson's the top ten player if he's not on the Warriors. Right. And so then I start to get. I mean, Clay Thompson. Once again, yesterday, 26 points, six rebounds, four assists. It's not like he's been letting anyone down. Right. He's been a superstar all playoffs also. Yeah. So it's like, it's really complicated. It's, it's been complicated. And that's where now it's going to, the whole NBA is shooken up by this Achilles. Cause like yeah. you said, like whether he was going to stay, doesn't matter. Next year, he's not going to be around. I don't know what this means for every team in the NBA. Yeah. Who knows, man? It just, uh, prayers to KD, man. Uh, We'd probably be back before game game six, right? Maybe when's game six? Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably record before that. Say what's up to the people. Maybe. Maybe. When are we gonna do it? Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow or Thursday morning. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Just keep, stay tuned. We might. Um, I do want to say one last thing, if, especially if Anthony Davis gets uh, traded before. We'll see. I don't know if he will. Yeah, me either. Uh, I will say this: that. Uh, Offensive foul on Demarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was an awful call. Okay, been listening about him more. I know, but like it was the right call, but yeah, you can't make that with 15 seconds left in the game. I mean, you can if you are like absolutely ridiculous. The Warriors do that maybe 45 times. A game. I know you had 44 other opportunities to call a moving screen like that on the Warriors or on the Raptors, but like the Warriors specifically, that's like their that's how Steph gets open, yeah. right? These like sketchy screens. It, it's legal sometimes. Sometimes it's not. I found that to be hilarious. And the f- fact that it was on DeMarcus Cousins, too. And it's like, if they lost after that, it'd be like, DeMarcus Cousins made a moving screen. Exactly. Out of all people. <laughs> um, all right. This was episode 545. Mm-hmm. 545. Um, check us out at dot com. You can find the podcast at pod that um, on Twitter. And that being said podcast, or that being said pod, at that being said pod on uh, Instagram. Go find us at all these platforms. If you go to our website, sansports.com, you'll find all of our um, sports on tap, social media. So go follow us, check it out, and support. Uh, George, What's up? this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees.